hppodcraft.com. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the HP Lovecraft Literary Podcast bonus content show for August. I'm Chad Pfeiffer. And I'm Chris Lackey. This week, we're going to do a little show that I call Strategies. Strategies. <laughs> Chris and I will pose different hypothetical scenarios and then talk through the strategies we each would use to deal with said scenarios. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much as simple as that. Yep. And we encourage folks at home to play along in our Patreon comments section. We've uh, just come up with some different questions. Neither of us has really thought these things through, nope. which will become apparent as we go. Yep. <laughs> But first, let's meet our contestants. Chris Lackey, originally from Illinois, says here on my card, I found the photos. I'm leaving you. Don't try to contact me. Oh, sorry. That's a note from my wife. Uh, (laughs) Contestant card. She's always leaving me little notes, you know. (laughs) Forget about that. Let's get on with the show. First scenario. Okay. I'll pose this one. You're going to attend. This happens sometimes. You're going to attend a party by yourself. Yes. You only know the host. For whatever reason, you, you're going alone and you have to go. Okay. The host is the only person you know. So how do you deal with a scenario like that? I uh, go for the straightforward approach. I ask the host, hey, who here is cool? And the host will usually go, oh, you would like you know, Frank or Sally over there. She's really cool. They know what you're into. And then they would like, you know, hook you up with a, a person that they like. In fact, I just went to a party this weekend that I was told, oh, you should go talk to this guy, Tom. You guys would have a lot in common. And we did. And he knew who Lovecraft was. Oh, so it turned out good. It did. That's such a scary situation for me. Yeah. So, Chad, how, how would you handle that uh, situation? <laughs> uh, I have at times, you know, found myself at a party where maybe it wasn't that I didn't know anybody, but there was nobody I really wanted to socialize with. And so I did the, you know, phone call it's not real oh (laughs) talking to somebody who's not really there yeah and then you know finish the call look around get a drink or eat a little something and then get the hell out of there i'm just bad in that situation (laughs) so the way you deal with it is by completely avoiding it completely avoiding it not engaging with anybody and then on the way home i beat myself up for being such a loser that's pretty much the way that i uh, oh wow all right here's another one you're on a long train ride okay and a crazy person has engaged with you Oh, how do you deal with a situation like that? How long of it? Like an hour or like you're going to be on the train for like 45 minutes, let's say. Uh, okay, 45 minutes. Probably this person's going to talk to you the whole time. Usually, I would I would engage. I just kind of go ride the crazy train with them. And, <laughs> That's what I thought you'd say. And see what what kind of stuff would be you know what's going on with them and like what they're, what they're all about. Yeah, you know, poke them a bit, try to figure out where they're coming from and if I agree with them and if they've got any crazy ideas. I have found I've tried the strategy where I'm like, hey, I got work to do or something. They keep talking to you, mm-hmm. but I found that crazy people it's like a one way street. They don't want to know anything about you. Oh no, for the most part, right? right. So I'll not. Not out crazy them, but I'll say things that don't make sense, and they get frustrated <laughs> fast. I've noticed. So whatever they say, I will respond in a totally inappropriate way. Not like in a gross way, but in a just this is not the right thing to say back to them. Oh, okay, I, wait, wait, hold on. Let me give. Let me let me try this out on you. Okay, I'm uh, I'm I'm crazy person. Yeah. So what you don't understand, dude, is that aliens are controlling all of our civilization and especially the port authority and uh, the metro system that's why you eat razor blades especially disposable razor <laughs> i've had i've had crazy people straight up get frustrated with me like a little kid you know this guy's not he's not listening to what i'm saying at all i'm moving on <laughs> Oh, so it works as a deterrent. They it does. Oh, absolutely. You get it. It works so fast to just be another crazy person in your own world. It's like I see the look of the recognition pass through the eyes. This person isn't going to listen to my crazy bullshit. They're they're um, crazy too. 
Yeah. I got to find somebody who's more receptive. Well, they don't, obviously the, the person doesn't think they're crazy. They think they know what they're talking about. Yeah. So they get yeah. frustrated. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I got one for you. You discover that a friend's wife is having an affair. Yes. Do you say something? Close friend? Okay. Well, let's say just work acquaintance okay. and then close friend. Do I say something? I think I would. Just a work acquaintance. I think I would just tip them off. Oh, man, that's a tough one because then they're going to feel like you participated in it, whether you're just being a nice guy or not. Oh, right, yeah. Like you're going to be a person I could see being angry with you if you were the one that told them. But I I couldn't have it on my conscience, you know? For me, it's it's none of my business. It's one of those I would not get involved. You wouldn't get involved at all? If I like walked in and saw them, saw his wife or her husband or his husband having uh-huh. sex with somebody else and then I walked out of the room, I would be like, didn't see it, did not happen. Yeah, that's that's the tempting choice. I mean, there is always the, uh, this is going to sort itself out. You know, I don't really need to do this for them. It's another person's relationship. So you don't really know what goes on within the relationship. You don't yeah. know if that if that is okay. Right. Like maybe they've got some kind of deal going and then you're kind of buttoning in someplace you couldn't. Or maybe this is like a one-time thing that this person did and it was a moment of passion and then they're going to, you know, never do it again. Maybe it's unspoken. It's just, it feels like it's it's not my business. And to come in and to kind of rock somebody's boat like that for them, I, I just don't feel like I I should do that. Is there something you want to you tell me? Nope. All right, so here's another one. You're walking in the woods. You find an unmarked suitcase filled with $250,000 cash. Ooh, what, okay. what, do you, what do you do? There's no markings on this suitcase. Not that you can see, no. Or the cash, but for all you know, somebody's looking for this money. Oh, no, no. I would definitely, unfortunately, I would take it and go to the police and say, look, I found this case here with this money in this location. You would. If nobody shows up, can I keep it? <laughs> Is it like mine then? No way. They <laughs> wouldn't let you keep it. Why wouldn't they? Why would they let you keep it? I feel like if you took it to the police, they would have that right away. Give it to us and we'll find out where this came from. Yeah, but wouldn't they? Well, who cares? Anyway, I I couldn't. <laughs> look, dude, I've seen No Country for Old Men. Mm. I know how that, sh- that shit plays out. You know, there'd be some like kind of tracking chip in the thing that I didn't see yeah. or something like that. Plus, it's just not my money. I found 20 quid on the ground at the pub, at the local pub. And I took that into the bartender and said, look, I found this on the ground. Oh, look at you, Mr. Moneybags. I guess you can afford to do that. You probably lit uh, a cigar no. with, you probably pulled out a bill and lit a cigar <laughs> with it after you did that as well. Because I was thinking some poor chump lost 20, 20 I bucks. No, I would turn that in as well. 20? If it was five, I'd keep it. If it was 10, I'd No, I wouldn't even keep it. it if it was five. I know what you're saying. In that scenario, i definitely turn it in. If it's $250,000... You know what I would do? I'd go to the thrift store and I'd buy like five other old suitcases. Uh huh. And I'd put them in my apartment and with that one. Uh huh. And I would just sit on it because that's retirement money, man. I wouldn't spend it now. I'd wait. <laughs> now, if somebody, if somebody said, you know, showed up at the door and they're like, we're looking for the suitcase, we think you have it, I'd go, uh, you can look through my suitcases. I just like, <laughs> I like vintage suitcases. <laughs> I did find one in the woods, but I didn't even open it up. I just put it with my other, see? And I'd have the other suitcases. I'd say, I don't know what's in any of those. I just got them all from good. You know, that's just something I collect. See, off scot-free. I couldn't do it. If nobody shows up, old man Pfeiffer's got some cash to spend. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'd sit on it for a couple of decades. I just couldn't do it. I just, it would be on my conscience the whole time. I would be. For some reason, it's the the reason. It's a lot of money. I feel less bad about it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like nobody was carrying that around. Because it's their income. Oh, right. Yeah. Something nefarious was going on. It's drug money or a payoff or there's something about it where I go, 
if it's if it's forty dollars, I'm like somebody needs this. Yeah, but two hundred fifty thousand dollars cash in a suitcase. <laughs> but the, that's but see, I'm going the other way with it, as in like I I think you're right, but I'm afraid that those dudes yeah. would want that money, and that's a lot of money sure. that people would be spending a lot of effort to try and figure out what the heck happened to that money. But I think even a narco, you know, even like a really seasoned criminal, once I explain my vintage suitcase mm-hmm. fixation, they'd buy it. Okay, I got one for you here. Mm-hmm. So you can rip off a well-known work of art mm-hmm. and pass it off as one of your own without any consequences, would you? Nobody will ever find out. Yeah, no, no. It's like... Uh, it's, it's supernatural in a way. Yeah. Like I just suddenly get to put my name on it and it's mine. Maybe a song. Your friend is a dude who like makes music and then he dies. And then oh, he okay. sent you his... He sent you this song and it is awesome it's like yeah. one of the best songs ever that you've ever heard and it like you play it for other people and they're like oh my god this song is awesome would you take credit could you go yeah i wrote that song i could i couldn't do it i couldn't do it no part of me wants to because you know that's the same as being related to somebody or something right it's just like an advantage you get out of the gate yeah i think i'm a good musician and if i could have one hit yeah then i would have enough status that i could then be able to produce have the time and the Exactly. And the resources produce what I want. And some people are just born into a situation like that. They get some magical past that they didn't do themselves. And that's kind of what this would be, right? He's not going to know. Actually, maybe I would. But no, I couldn't do it. With music, I think that it's a slightly different thing because there's lots of people that have done like one hit wonders. You know, like yeah. they do one song. That's awesome. And the rest of their stuff is kind of eh. So it would be quite believable. But if it was like a painting or something like that. You can tell when it's somebody oh, else right, that right. Has, has done it. Even if you emulate their style in a way, it still yeah. won't quite. You'll get found out. But with music, I think you could pull. I think you could, especially somebody that is already a musician, you know, like it's an electronic song. I know what, what he sampled. In fact, you have all of his original files. <laughs> oh, man, that would be tough. I still don't think I would do it. Maybe yeah. I'd try and figure Maybe I would do, uh, you know, a pass on producing it. And then I'd say, I, this is the thing I produced. And I'd make it into, you know, I'd show a bunch of sad pictures of him in the video and make money off of it that way. <laughs> Here's a scenario for you. Okay. You have okay. a boss, kind of a jerk. All right. It's a guy. He's in a he's mm-hmm. in the conference room. A meeting is about to start. You're the first one there. And yeah. he's just going on and on, bloviating. He leans back in his chair, throws his arms behind him. You realize not only is his fly open, but a little of his penis is just... <laughs> Like the, like the mushroom cap has popped out a little bit. Do you say anything to it? Oh, wait. Now, how big of a jerk is he? That's the question. Is he like just kind of full of himself a bit? Or is he like a full-blown racist? He's the first part. You, you just the don't first like him. He, you know, he, he's one of those guys that talks about sports and doesn't even check in with you to see if you're interested in it. He just goes right. on and on and on and on. And Oh, uh, I would... He's a little lecherous towards the female staff, but you don't think that he's full on, you know, done anything. I think I would tell him, but that would be a political motivation for me. Oh, to to get you some advantage later. Yeah, he's watching out for me. He told me that my, my wiener was hanging out. What would you say? I would just, is this during the meeting so other people are around? Other people are about to come in the room. Oh, I would go, dude, your wiener's out. <laughs> Straight, man. <sighs> I don't think there's any job where I want a promotion bad enough to not let that happen. I would just be like, this guy's going to have his pee-pee out for everybody to see. There's no way I would tell him. Oh, boy, yeah. You would also be depriving all of your yeah. co-workers. Think about that. Would that, that, that. Those kind of fumes will keep you going for another year, man. Just talking I know. about the boss with his pee-pee out. God, yeah, that's true. 
Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Now, now I'm looking at it the other way. I don't yeah. think I can deprive my coworkers of that gossip. Here's one. You're in line for a book signing. It's Jackie Chan. Oh, yes. Signing his book, I Am Jackie Chan. <laughs> now, you've gotten there early enough. You've only had to wait like a half hour. Sure. You got there. You're gradually moving up the line. It's a narrow okay. bookstore. You were outside. Now you're in the inside. Uh, uh-huh. it's, you can't jet off in any different direction. It's just kind of a narrow space. Sure, sure. While you've been there, though, the line has grown around the block. Like, if you were to go to the end of it, you're there for three hours. Oh, okay. So you're two people away from Jackie. He's smiling. He's signing. He's doing the chit-chat. You try to sneak out a little fart because you think, oh, I don't want to be gassy when I get up there. And uh-oh, you pooped your pants. <laughs> not Not a massive amount, but enough that it probably will pretty quickly become apparent to the folks around you. So... Do you go ahead and get the book signed? Uh, You're just about to get up to the table. Yeah. Yeah. You do? Oh, yeah. You go to Jackie like, what, what's that? Who did that? Do you try and blame somebody else? No. I. You know what? I think I would I would go straight with it. Well, first, I would hope that he wouldn't smell it. But then if I could tell that he could you smell can, it. You like, can. You're like, maybe I'll get away with this. And then as you step up one more and there's one person in front of you, you go, oh, man. If I could walk and I go, hey, hey, Mr. Chan, I totally love it. And then I could see the look on his face like he smells something real bad. You do see that look on his face. Okay. Yeah. Then I would go, Mr. Chan, I've been waiting in line for a really long time, and I, I thought <laughs> I just had a Trump, but what happened was I, I pooped my pants a bit. I'm sorry. Please just sign my book, and I'll get the heck out of here. I love your work. That's how much I'm willing to do this in front of you. Wow. I thought about a bunch of different ways that you might react to that. In in, in none of those scenarios did I imagine you, you got Jackie in on the thing. Exactly. <laughs> Mr. Chan, I pooped my pants, and I just—I'm such an admirer of yours. I pooped my pants. That is great. What would you do? I think I'd just get it signed and get out of there as quick as possible. I might look askance at the person behind me, like, and do a little hand wave, like, "What did this Woo. fucking asshole?" Do? You know? <laughs> so you try to pin it on the oh, person behind you. Oh, for sure, you. for sure. I just have to hope that Jackie's <laughs> razor sharp, you know, senses are only that way in movies, and that he'll. Well, yeah, but see, I I feel like if I try to blame it on somebody else, it wouldn't Mm -hmm. work. You know, he he would know because once I left, the stink would go away. And so he he would know when. Not right away, though. But he would eventually. And I want Jackie Chan knowing that I'm a man of honor. (laughs) Uh, So I got one for you. Don Johnson shows up to Chateau Pfeiffer. Uh And it's nighttime. Yeah, and he's he comes to the to the balcony. You're like, how did he get on my balcony? And he goes, I, I've got something I want to tell you. I'm a vampire. Oh my god! And I want you to walk the dark path with me. <laughs> Do you accept? That's a tough one, man. And something I've considered before. Do I would I want to become a vampire? Oh Is it god. like of course, vampire? You, come on, chronicle. Like I, <laughs> I would be surprised by that. Like, you know, actually, that's something I have considered. That's something I've considered my entire life. The fact that it's Don Johnson makes it even more appealing, too, because we hang out with him. We probably listen to some Phil Collins together. Do you have any questions about this? Like, about the... Yeah, so it's Vampire Chronicles kind of vampire, or is it like Dracula kind of vampire? Oh, okay. Yeah, Dracula. Let's let's go with uh, Vampire Chronicles and Rice Vampire. Okay, so so you, okay. you would become young, but you got to drink. You got to drink blood. You got to drink blood. You don't blood. ever get to see the sun again. No. But you get to live forever. You get to live forever, yeah. You know, yeah, I think I'm taking that deal. Yeah. Because you can choose to, to you know, drink blood of uh, bad people if you want, right? I mean, that's something that kind of popped up later in those hand rice things, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, so Lestat was doing it to only evil people. Yeah. We didn't know that in an interview. Even then, that's that's crappy because it's like, you know, you judge, jury, and execution. I mean, is this exactly. person just an addict? Why do they, you know, it's kind of like when they kill henchmen in, in movies. 
Like that guy just made a bad decision for a paycheck, you know? Yeah. They don't deserve to die just because they work for the kingpin. It's, t- <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah, I don't think that would be something I would do now with uh, children being a parent. Oh, right. But I think when I was younger, I think I totally would have done it. ONJ, Livy Newton-John. Yes. She's out in the street. She's about to get hit by a truck. It's careening towards her. It's carrying dangerous radioactive material. Okay. The question isn't what would you do, because obviously you're going to save ONJ. Yes. You know, you're going to push her out of the way. Without a doubt. In the crash, you get hit by the truck. Radioactive material spills out. Okay. You get the powers of Superman. What? <laughs> okay. I didn't so, see see where that's going. Yeah. So what do you do with those powers? Uh, you, you now have no. you know, flight, heat vision. Invulnerability. Ability to remo- remove a mustache with CGI. You get all of those things. Wow. What do you do? See, this is, uh, you know, I am I think I would become evil. <laughs> Whoa, really? Yeah. I, I, tr- I would start off with very good intentions. And then I think mm. this is this would be one of those power corrupts situations where I would be going after people that are bad people that seem kind of untouchable for political reasons. Oh, right, right, right. Warlords in Africa, Kim Jong-un. I could liberate that country single-handedly. Right. But then what countries do I liberate after that, you know? Yeah. And I would probably be pretty full of myself because I I have this power to do things. I, man, I think I'd just get evil. I, I wouldn't want to. <laughs> I wouldn't want to. I'd try, but I think I would, I would succumb to the lure of power and start thinking, justifying all of the stuff I was doing to the point that I just made myself emperor of the world. I wouldn't want to. I'd try and fight it, and maybe I'd try and maybe find some close people to help guide me. But then by doing that, they're going to be targets. Yeah, that's true. But then again, if anybody killed, like if somebody killed you to get to me, mm. I'd destroy their entire country. Oh, you murder innocent people? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's what... (laughs) (laughs) Power corrupts? It does. Next question. You can save the life of a stranger, but as a result, you'll have a weirdly gigantic ass for the rest of your life. (laughs) Do you do it? No. (laughs) No. No? It's a stranger, right? I'll never... I know that I saved someone's life, but I don't know who it is. Yeah. And I have this big butt forever? No. Okay, what if you knew who it was as in like, after you did it, you got to see them and their family. So if you didn't do it, then you would have to hear about, oh, this kid doesn't have a mother anymore because you didn't save her life. If I knew who it was, then I would do it. If it's a complete stranger. That you would never know anything about, you would say no way. You know what the best scenario is there is that the person you save is Sir (laughs) Mix-a-Lot and you get the big butt. (laughs) <laughs> so he's like, you saved my life and I'm super into your big butt. That's the only scenario where it works out for everybody. Boy, yeah, that's true. Here's a question for you. You're at a party uh, with Matt Parisi. Yes. And Leonard Nimoy is there. This is what? before he, he passed away. Oh, my it's God. Not, it's not zombie Leonard Nimoy. This is like Nimoy in his old man prime. You know, he's oh wearing a kimono. God. He's hanging out. Maybe showing off his photography. He's Maybe it's an opening. It, yeah, it, it's exactly what it is. It's a gallery opening. Yes. Nimoy's there. There's lots of naked women on the walls. You yes. know, it, it, Tastefully naked. Yes, of and Nimoy's there doing Nimoy stuff. He's the life of the party. He's doing magic tricks. Like everyone <laughs> is laughing, having a blast. Yeah, he does some close magic, and then he's got this top hat he's doing different things with. And he says, "Okay, for my final trick, uh-huh. I'm going to make four smoke-filled bubbles float out of my magic top hat." Oh, okay. And he says to everybody, "Now pay attention, because nobody." Nobody has ever been able to do that many smoke bubbles out of the top hat before. Four is the limit, and I'm going to do it. But you know, Barisi can do five smoke bubbles. (laughs) You've seen Matt do it. 
<laughs> confident he could reproduce that trick. And uh-huh. tonight he happens to be wearing his magic top hat. Oh, whoa. So what do you do? No, I don't. It's Nimoy. I'm not going to knock him down at his own party. No way, man. No. I would look at Matt. I'd give him a look and I'd give him a knowing nod. <laughs> I know I know what you do and I know you could do this, but don't don't ruin this for Nimoy. It's his night. It's his gallery opening. Let him have oh, this. You're so kind. That is the right decision, I think. I think I would pimp Barisi out because the resulting scenario would be far too <laughs> enjoyable because it would break his heart. If there's one person who doesn't want to embarrass Nimoy, it's Barisi. I know. But once I'd, I'd go, hey, this guy can do five and everybody would get quiet. <laughs> And I'd see Matt sweating. No, no, it's okay. I'm not going to do it. Nimoy would say, uh, if you can do five, you should show us all. You know what? Maybe I'm underestimating Nimoy. M- maybe Nimoy would be like, you know what? If, I, if you can do five, that would be amazing. Let's see five. And then he would be really gracious about it and be like, this guy could show me something. Even in my old age, I can learn something new. <laughs> well, I think he would definitely, he'd be gracious at first because Nimoy doesn't think Matt. I mean, look at Matt. He, that guy can't make five out of a magic hat <laughs> so he'd be really gracious and then matt would come up and in, in kind of an embarrassed way do the trick all five smoke bubbles come out and then i yeah. think nimoy would go oh my goodness what was your name and he'd go matt barisi sir and he'd go <laughs> matt barisi <laughs> storm out of his own gallery opening <laughs> i don't think so i think i think you know what i think would happen this is okay this is my set you tell him <laughs> Matt Barisi, he would he would do the trick, and then Leonard Nimoy would be impressed by him and want to know more about Matt, and then they would become really good friends, and then maybe mm. even on his deathbed, Matt Barisi would be there with him and say, you know, I'm so glad that we got to be friends. And Nimoy would go, let 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 me see the trick just one more time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I got one for you. Here you go. This is <laughs> this is a. George Lucas is going to make a new non-Disney Star Wars movie. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, somehow, no. he, somehow he got the rights back. I don't know what's going on. Mm. And he wants you to be in it. Oh, this is like a competing Bond movie scenario, right? Like he's right. Like, release one against theirs. Okay. Yeah. It's Star Wars, but it's not officially Star Wars. They call them laser swords, but it looked, it's not like. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's George Lucas's star conflicts. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Space, space battles. Okay. Space battles. Uh, but George Lucas is doing it and everybody, Okay. all jazzed to like okay Lucas is coming back to the franchise well not everybody but yeah. some people are I'm not he's like Pfeiffer I, uh, I love I love everything I've seen you in you, you know you got uh-huh. great uh, chemistry uh, with people I think I want you to be in this you're gonna be Shroby fun Godobi this character here's a script give it a read let me know what you think you read it and it sucks Oh, it's no. terrible. Do you take the work? I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> Even if it was terrible, I would have to do it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, you might. And it's a scenario, too, where people get on the internet and be like, they just really abuse you, too. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. That doesn't bother. I'm, I, well, there's these people, you know, like uh, Daisy Ridley. She's like, I just left Twitter. Yeah. And like, I don't even think about it anymore. And it's like, yeah, remember there was a whole world where Twitter didn't exist and you don't have to read Twitter and you don't have to read the mean things that people say about you. So. Yeah, that's true. You don't have to engage at all. So you engage. But like, I'm not an actor. Mm-hmm. For me to be in a movie w- would just be a fun thing. I'm not worried about my career as an actor. Exactly. It would just be a fun thing to do and to hang out with a bunch of people and get a laser sword. And <laughs> yeah, barring. Something that's truly tasteless, like in terms of violence or nudity, there's almost no film I wouldn't be in, even if you were getting yeah. paid for it. 
Yeah. No matter how terrible it was. Yeah. That's kind of a boring one, actually, because the truth is we'd both do it. Who would? Yeah. Okay. So here's a question. You could bring Lovecraft back for an hour. Oh, from his essential salts? Yeah. Basically, you get his essential salts. You bring him back. He's alive for an hour. You can ask him anything you want. He'll probably be a little freaked out for the first 15 minutes. But after that, you know, you can have a good conversation. You can ask him about his personal life. He'll be compelled to talk to you. But... To do this, yeah. you have to get into Swan Point Cemetery, you gotta dig his body uh, up, and you have to escape the cemetery with with it. <sighs> that well-known, well-lit grave. Yeah. And you don't have any magic powers that are gonna help you do no, that. No, I'm just, just a, a guy. crime. You're just a guy. You have to commit that crime. Would you even try? Gosh, I don't know. That's a that is a good question. Because you can be unsuccessful and just go straight to jail. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out the if I really would want to talk to Lovecraft. I would say no, just because yeah. I don't want to risk going to jail. And it's kind of a weird thing to want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even know if I would do it if I could do it. Like, if somebody said, oh, here, you've got Lovecraft's remains and this and his essential salts you can make with this formula. You can bring him back yeah. and hang out with him for an hour before he goes back to his dead state. I, I felt like Lovecraft was the appropriate choice in this question since we do a Lovecraft podcast, but... You know, I think my first question would be, can I do this with somebody else? (laughs) (laughs) Is there anybody else I could talk to? (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, you know, Einstein? FDR. And I go, hey, dude, we won. It was, it, it ended. Oh. Because I always feel bad about these guys that put all their time and effort into wars and then die before they find out what happened. Right, right. (laughs) So maybe I'd do that one. Oh, yeah. And then would you ask him about interring Japanese American citizens? Ah, you know, he's going (laughs) to club. He's going to. It's going to fall apart again. I don't want to bum him out. Yeah, that that's a good one, actually. Hey, I just want to tell you this incredibly positive thing. But by the way, culture's changed and a lot of people think you're an asshole now. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> this is a somewhat related to our, our recent episodes on uh, Don't Look Now. Okay. Tour, okay, you're touring with a band. You're the guitarist. Yeah. Another band that you're opening for. But you guys, you're not super successful. You know, you're... In the van, you're really doing it. Mm-hmm. Another band that you're opening for offers their house to stay in when you're in their town. Mm-hmm. Long day, long trip, long show. You get there, and the place is pretty gross. They have yeah. a lot of cats and dogs. You can see there's like turd fragments in the carpet, so you're not going to be wanting to sleep on the floor. Oh, God. But you've got a big band. They have a big band. Every couch is occupied in that house. There is a bedroom on the first floor, and there's a double bed in there. When you poke, when you peek in, you see there's a space on the bed. But Donald Sutherland is in it. What? He, he's passed out, and he's totally naked <laughs> above the above the covers. <laughs> yes. You see everything. <laughs> okay, okay. Do you take the spot next to him? All right. Now, boy, there's I got a lot of questions here for this one. <laughs> it's not straightforward. There's somebody in the bathtub. Like, there's nowhere but the floor or this spot. Okay, no, no, I get. Is is Donald Sutherland? Would he be angry with me? Is this cool? You don't know him. Yeah, you just you recognize. You go, that's Donald Sutherland, and he's naked, but he is sound asleep. I feel like that would be a violation of his of his space, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. No, um, no, I couldn't do it. I mean, it's it would cold be cold outside. Co- you can't go out and sleep in the car. It's cold. I, I know, I know. I would, I would have to sleep on the poopy floor. Oh, you sleep on the poopy floor? It feels like a violation mm. to go in there and lay in his bed, especially if he's naked. Mm. I, well, I, okay, no, I guess I could say, hey, man, I could wake him up. You'd wake him up? <laughs> I guess I would wake him up because I really don't want to sleep in poop. So I go, hey, hey, uh, hi. Uh, they, they said I could sleep in here. Uh, is that cool? As you're saying that, as you're saying that, he's pulling you in for a kiss. See, you <laughs> shouldn't have woken him up. You don't even get a chance. He's like, come here. Well, it is Donald Sutherland. <laughs> 
I see. I see. And you're on That's tour right. with a band. I mean, you, these kind of things happen, you know? You get, you're going to get up to some hijinks with Donald Sutherland once or twice if you've ever toured with a band. Yeah, if you're in a band, that's just <laughs> par for course, man. All right. Well, I feel like we sorted out some important stuff today. Yeah. Well, one last one for you, Pfeiffer. Uh, three wishes. Mm. What would you wish for? Of course, you can't wish for more wishes. Uh, 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 world peace. Okay. Unlimited life. Like immortality? Or do you mean like... Immortality. Okay. Oh, boy. See, for the third one, I'd want to say resources, because if you don't have those and you're immortal, that could really stink. But that's my third wish, and I got to say a night in bed with a naked Donald Sutherland. Uh Uh-huh. See, I was going to say to be in a new George Lucas Star Wars film, (laughs) to be able to make five bubbles come out of a hat... And to have the powers of Superman. All those are good choices, man. Wait, remember what I said would happen with I got the powers of Superman? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) Well, luckily, I wished for world peace. So you try to destroy everything and it just doesn't work. Oh, no, I would make world peace by force. Oh, it's like a monkey's paw thing. I shouldn't have wished for that. Thanks a lot, Pfeiffer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that's all we got for strategies. I think uh, it's convincing that if you guys are ever in a situation you don't know how to work out, we're the guys to ask. We know stuff. So uh, also, I want to hear how you guys would deal with these circumstances and situations, these scenarios, as Pfeiffer put it. Uh, So please, on Patreon comments, let us know, because I'm sure you guys have some really good ideas, probably way better than we do. Probably way better than we do. And if there's any scenarios you'd like to pose for us to address in a future show, we're happy to do that as well. That's all we have for today. Uh, I'm Chad Pfeiffer. I'm Chris Lackey, and you've been listening to the H.P. Lovecraft Literary Podcast bonus content. You can hear it all on Patreon, which you just have. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. (laughs) Bye-bye. HPPodcast.com